Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, welcome. All right, welcome aboard. I, you know, I got to hang up with my good friend. I'm talking to John Voigt. We played his uh, his comments from the other day. John, I love you, my friend. We'll talk soon. <laughs> I think he thought I was going to put him on the air. He's in the middle of taping his new show. Uh, but Jamie Dupree is standing by in Washington. Hey, Sean, this just came over the wire. This will make you pound the dashboard. Hang on. Federal, let me. Ah! Go ahead. Federal agencies reported making $125 billion in improper payments last year. A new high after several years of declines that comes from the Governmental Accountability Office. The three programs that accounted for a majority of the errors, Medicare, Medicaid, and the Earned Income Tax Credit, which has been well documented at all the uh, the waste and fraud there. they Those three accounted for $93 billion of the $125 billion that was wrongly paid out last year by the feds. Um, uh, you know, it's just billions here, billions there. You know, after a while, those billions begin to add up, Jamie. Uh, they they certainly do. You are correct, my friend. Yes. Uh, before we get into all the stuff that's going on in Washington, i got to tell you something. You, the, the Senate now probing the administration's effort to topple Netanyahu with money that apparently was given to this group, one this One Voice movement, which has a subsidiary in Israel on the ground, including, you know, guys, or I think Paul Begala is, uh, is advising Yitzhak Herzog. And uh, apparently the subsidiary of One Voice is this V15 campaign, which is trying to mobilize the Israeli Arab vote against Bibi. And uh, apparently campaign operatives are on the ground and it may even include taxpayer money. Yeah, and the hard thing to know, though, about taxpayer money is it uh, do they receive money for other things and therefore it sort of goes into a big thing and gets commingled? Or was this money that went directly and then they turned around and used it possibly in the Israeli election? But, yeah, judging from the reports I've seen about it, I'm sure the Republicans will certainly take a look at it no matter what happens in the elections there in Israel. And the other thing that really is startling to me is the degree to which the uh, Democrats are overreacting to the 47 Republican senators. Um, but the reality is the president is willing to just bypass them and go to the United Nations now. Has he ever heard of anything? Has anyone ever given him a document called the Constitution? Has well, ever- again, again, as we've talked about, there have been a lot of uh, agreements that the U.S. administrations have made in recent, uh, the last couple of decades, and very few of them. I can think of very few treaties that have come up here for a vote. But it is obvious on this one with the Iranians that the administration wants no part of bringing it before the Congress, worried, I think, that they would probably be voted down. Let me let me quote the Wall Street Journal today in their editorial. It was well said. There is no precedent in the nuclear era for a president negotiating such a major arms control accord without congressional approval, ever. And I think that's what makes this different. You're right about small things. This is not a small thing. This is going to allow the Iranians in the sunset years to... They're going to continue in the meantime to spin their centrifuges. And then in the out years, they'll have worldwide approval to build nuclear weapons. And the administration has made very clear and continues to in uh, the briefing with reporters uh, and in Q&A with the secretary of state more that they see this as an executive agreement was how secretary of state, uh, state Kerry put it last week to the Congress. And uh, if you note, if you listen to the descriptions, nowhere is the word treaty anywhere found in any of their descriptions? Oh, so they're playing par- word parsing games. Well, now, I don't know if I'd call it parsing. They're just not using that word, period. Has there ever been a time where a president is trying to make peace with our enemies, sworn enemies of our closest ally, and simultaneously trying to topple the Netanyahu government? I've never heard of such a time. 
Well, obviously, the uh, the relationship between the Obama administration and the Netanyahu administration is not exactly, uh, shall we say, Christmas card material or anything like that. You're absolutely right. But you know, this whole B-15, and again, this subsidiary in the United States got, got State Department money. Their whole effort is to mobilize, sort of using the 2008-2012 models of Obama, to mobilize the Arab-Israeli vote, knowing that they're going to go left wing. What do you think is going to win? I think I, I, I can't even begin to fathom a guess at this point. And, and Bibi is not going to go along with a coalition government. He's not going to. It's just I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, he's going to have a he wants a right centered government, which is the right way to look at it. And uh, if I was uh, guessing, I think he pulls it out. But I mean, you know, it's you know, you've got there's one thing here. Something is very deceptive about all of this, you know, and, and that is that. They're working with the Obama people. You know, Herzog has Paul Begala on his on his payroll. So that now drags Hillary into this. You know, this guy's saying that he's going to put Israeli Arabs in his cabinet. He's talking about going back to 67 borders, dividing Jerusalem. I mean, these are the key issues in this campaign. And uh, he actually once said that whatever deal Obama makes with with Iran, I'm sure will be fair. I don't I can't imagine the Israelis voting for this guy. Well, at this point in time, the, the, the dust up and the furor over the letter that Republicans sent out, uh, I, I don't see it as of right now changing any votes. There's still a group of Democrats who I think are not really excited about what seems to be developing on this nuclear negotiation front with Iran. At the same time, I don't see Democrats really rushing to vote on any new sanctions or anything like that in the Senate, which, of course, uh, you know, the GOP had tried to force a vote on in the last 10 days or so. Michael Ledeen had a piece back last year about how during his first presidential campaign, Obama used the back channel to Tehran to assure the mullahs that he was a friend of the Islamic Republic and that they would be very happy with his policies. Has anybody in in liberal Washington and the media ever picked that up? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. No. Well, well, you know why? Uh, Why is that? That's what makes this show different. This is what we do. All right, what's going on in Washington today? Uh, you know, we're still uh, having the, the, the rumblings about the Hillary Clinton email server. Republicans, I think, sort of trying to figure out which committee would take the lead on A, either possibly investigating or B, issuing a subpoena for that. You know, one thing, is this the same server that was used by, uh, by President Clinton for any official work, you know, in sort of his post-presidential thing? If so, could that server have been paid for, actually, by federal dollars? That's something that's out there, because if it was then that might make it easier for the Congress to grab a hold of it. The one thing that really came out and was cemented on Friday from the State Department was the realization that federal agencies are just, for the most part, not automatically archiving emails at this point, like I think a lot of us figured that they were. As, as I described for you last week, this bulletin from the National Archives to every, uh, every agency, every department in the federal government, that the feds won't require automatic email archiving until December 31st of next year, of 2016. So at this point in time, the only people who have their emails automatically saved in the State Department, one, the Secretary of State, that, that started two years ago, and then just in the last few weeks, a group of more senior diplomats at the State Department who started having their emails saved. So when Hillary Clinton said, well, it was no big deal for me to be using this private email server because every email I sent to the State Department, other uh, workers, those would be automatically saved. I thought that was right, Mm -hmm. but it turns out that is not the case. 
which raises a question. Actually, the irony here is this, Sean, by her saving some emails, that's actually more than may have been there if she'd had a regular state.gov email address, ironically. But of course, there's a lot that may not be there as well. Ed Klein, who's going to be on uh, Hannity tonight, points out that it was Valerie Jarrett in the Obama White House that leaked all of this. To the New the York White Times. House, to, to White House today, on the record, Josh Ernest was asked that, and he called that report, quote, utter baloney, unquote. Why do I not believe it? When I saw it was in the New York Times, I knew it was leaked. Now you have to figure out who leaked it. Sounds like that great line from Dr. Strangelove. How'd you find out about it? It was in the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah, all I can tell you is that uh, that they called it utter baloney today to say that Valerie Jarrett was the one who leaked the story well, on Hillary. Think about this. Emails. Late Saturday night, Obama himself joked about the controversy surrounding Hillary in the emails. And according to a White House pool report, he told guests at the Gridiron Dinner that he, he, was, once, that he was once known as the young tech-savvy candidate but now Hillary has a server in her house. I didn't even know you can have one of those. I'm so far behind. Well, I wasn't at the gridiron dinner, but I assume that there was a lot of laughter after that was said. I assume that uh, I'm not sure this is something that Hillary probably finds very funny. Now, here's what we know. We have the numbers. There were 62,320 emails sent and received from Hillary's personal account via her secret server. 55,000 pages of emails turned over to the State Department. Which does not mean 55,000 emails. Not at all. 31,380 emails deemed private, personal, and not turned over. And that's more than the ones she actually did turn over to the State Department. And uh, 3,000 is the estimated number of emails not in the State Department system. 300, roughly the number of emails related to Benghazi, turned over to the House Select Committee. And none of it during the time that they wanted. So, so who should run the? Who do you think should run the investigation in the House? Should it be the Oversight Committee with uh, Jason Chaffetz, or should it be the Benghazi Committee with uh, with Trey Gowdy? I think both. Then there's reports today that John Boehner is going to push for a full, complete investigation. We've uh, that's been knocked down up here. You mean I he's mean, not going to? It was report reported all weekend long. That that was really um, from what we're being told that it's not that they're not going to investigate, but that it made to sound like it was some uh, huge formal new investigation was going to be uh, announced. And that doesn't seem to be the case, but they fully expect either the oversight committee or the Benghazi committee to take the lead. It's not that they're not going to do it, but that that's sort of a mysterious story that came up over the weekend that a lot of us have not been able to track down. The Clinton Foundation, we now know, raised at least $42 million from foreign government, according to CBS News, and at least $170 million from foreign entities and individuals. That's a lot of, lot of influence buying there, Jamie, $170 million. No, I don't think that whole story's going away with who was uh, giving money. Now, uh, that's, uh, that's one that'll certainly be there even more. You're absolutely right. You don't think they donated that money out of their goodness of their heart, do you? Um, you know, it's sort of like if, uh, if uh, you were uh, a member of Congress and your son was a lobbyist, you know, that son would get an awful lot of, uh, of work and contributions. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot, a lot of scrutiny. Hey, did you know? Oh, you, I bet you probably know this because you know everything. Did you know they're now celebrating at the Obama White House Iranian holidays? Uh, that I did not know. I love. All right. This was in the Hill. And uh, apparently the White House celebrated the Persian New Year, most observed by the Iranians. And the festivities last week came amid these negotiations. And 
And the First Lady Michelle Obama praised the holiday in remarks at the Executive Mansion last Wednesday. The event featured a Persian dinner and a dance troupe's performance. And she said, I think it's fitting that we're holding this celebration here today. One of the things I love about the White House is how it truly is the people's house. And it reflects the diversity of culture and traditions uh, that make us who we are as a country. So now we're celebrating Iranian holidays in the Obama White House. That's very nice. Uh, there was one question, interesting question, at the briefing today where reporters asked why the president and the first lady had both flown out to Los Angeles last week on separate planes on the same, same day. day. Yeah. And the answer was, well, they had gone to two different airports and were there for two different events, and the president did not even arrive until after the first lady had left. It's outrageous. Uh, it's just unbelievable. What's the latest with Mitch McConnell and Loretta Lynch's nomination? As of now, he is saying that there's there's this uh, bill on sex trafficking that has been hung up. Uh, it depends which party you're in as to the reason for it. But he basically has said to the White House and to Democrats, you're not going to get a vote on the Loretta Lynch nomination for attorney general until that sex trafficking bill is finalized and approved in the Senate. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I hear the votes are not there. Well, as of right now, I, th I think that they might be right at 50, and it, it might take the vote of Vice President Biden, actually, to approve her. And who are the Republicans that that might vote for her? Well, isn't Lindsey Graham one of them? That's outrageous. I want to say, I don't want to I think John, name McCain, names and, John McCain switched his vote. He seemed positive towards her and then changed his mind. I, if you can find out by tomorrow so we can start giving out the number, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to give out the wrong name and then have uh, their phones ring off the hook because uh, I said the wrong thing. So let me, uh, right. me double-check those to make sure I know and have them correct. All right, we'll have them out tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. All right, Jamie Dupree, thank you. See you then, Sean. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, there has been an arrest in the Ferguson case. Uh, we'll get to that coming up later in the program. We're going to go to israel next where joel rosenberg is standing by and then i'm going to play i've been hosting some shows on israeli radio and i'm going to uh, play some of that and that's all coming up uh, as this program unfolds 800-941-SEAN is our number hey like many of you you know what uh i always have trouble sleeping i met mike lindell he's the inventor of my pillow got me fitted for my very own my pillow and i'm going to tell you best thing i ever did changed my life i fall asleep faster stay asleep longer you can't believe a pillow can make that big a difference. It can. Now log on to MyPillow.com. It's 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity. Take advantage of Mike's two-for-one offer and discover why MyPillow is the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Another bit of good news. MyPillow is made right here in the USA. That means American jobs. It has a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can wash it and dry it like your favorite pair of blue jeans. There's just no better pillow out there. You're going to try it. You're going to love it. So don't spend one more sleepless night on a pillow that doesn't work for you. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090. Use my last name, Hannity. And if you buy one MyPillow, you get the second one free. And you'll start getting the kind of restful, comfortable, deep-healing sleep that you deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. Sean Hannity. News 95.5 at AM 750.